Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Well, it ended up being, for the most part, a rather relaxing day at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday. The Eagles blew out the Jets 31-6 to per the final score. They did what they were supposed to do, but there was some good, and there was some bad to this game. I got the Hall of Famer himself, Ray Dininger, to help me break this down. Ray, good morning. Thanks for joining me. Uh, what was your main takeaway from yesterday? Well, you got to start with the defense. Uh, they, uh, they just were overwhelming against a less than... They were, they were overwhelming against an underwhelming opponent, might be the best way to put it. I mean, we kind of knew what the Jets were coming in. And, uh, I mean, even if they had had Sam Darnold, their regular quarterback, I don't know that it would have made a whole lot of difference the way the offensive line was performing. But you put a practice squad quarterback behind that kind of offensive line, and you're going to get those kinds of results. And uh, so the Eagles dominated the game on the defensive side. It was never in doubt, really, from the first from the first series. But the other side of it is is the offense, which uh, I think you saw in Doug Peterson's comments after the game and in Carson Wentz's comments after the game that they know that that offense has to perform a lot better to uh, to win the games that are coming up now because you got a stretch of six games now coming up, uh, th- first three of them on the road against really good opponents. So it's great that you got your defense in geared. Now you got to find a way to get your offense clicking. What was wrong with the offense, Ray? Uh. I thought that they couldn't they they couldn't quite find a rhythm in the game. I mean, they did in the first series. The first series was really good. I mean, they took it down and went down and scored, uh, converted all three third downs on that drive, and it looked like it was going to be uh, just a continuation of how well the offense played in Green Bay. But after that, not very good. Uh, and their third down performance, which had been really good for uh, especially the Green Bay game and starting off in this game, fell way off. And it shouldn't have, because uh, the Jets just aren't, I mean, they're better defensively than they are offensively, but they're still not good. Um, they just couldn't seem to find a rhythm after that first uh, after that first drive. Some of it was the play calling. Uh, I think Doug probably is kicking himself a little bit for some of the play calls. Uh, and part of it was the quarterback. I mean, Carson Wentz just wasn't very sharp in this game. He missed a lot of open receivers, missed a lot of throws that he should have made. Uh, and took too many hits for a game that the Eagles really dominated in pretty much every way you can dominate the game. There's no reason why the quarterback should have been on the ground uh, and taken some of the hits that he took. And it's one of the things that he's going to have to work through is we all agree that for this team to go to the playoffs and have a chance to win is they need Carson Wentz to be on the field. But a game like this, I mean, there were a couple times he went down, and I think everybody in the audience was holding their breath. And it shouldn't have been that kind of a game. So they got some things to work out on offense, and they better work them out fast because the Minnesota Vikings defense is a whole different animal than what they saw yesterday. And I heard you say it yesterday on the postgame show that the 2017 Super Bowl team, they would blow out, and I mean, not, yesterday was a blowout, but, the, but offensively they would dominate teams like the Jets a couple of seasons ago, and that gave you a really good sign that they're capable of going the distance. Yesterday certainly wasn't the case with that. No, true, uh, and that to me was um, that was that was my big takeaway was that you saw that team of two years ago, the team that ultimately went on and won the Super Bowl. When they got a bad team, especially in the link, they just they just crushed them. I mean, they 
Arizona, San Francisco, Denver, Chicago were all bad teams that year, and they came in and the Eagles just pounded them. But the, to me, the big difference in those games was the Eagles ran the ball really successfully in all of those games. They really controlled the ball on the ground. They ran it more than 30 times in each of those games, and for big yardage. I mean, the Denver game, they ran for 197. The Bears game, they ran for 176. I mean, they ran the ball a lot, and they ran the ball effectively. In this game, they really didn't. I mean, they had 29 rushes for 84 yards. It was 2.9 yards per carry. So, you know, while we talk about the offense and we talk about Wentz and we talk about the receivers and the explosiveness of this team, you know, they really do need to have that running game component clicking to, to make this a complete offense. And I guess that was my big that was my big note of concern coming out of this game. Yeah, it's great to get to 3-2. and two. It's great that the Cowboys lost and now you're tied for first place. But I think you kind of got to look at the bigger picture here. And, you know, this team, they want, the defense was the story yesterday, but this isn't a team that's, going to, that's built to win on its defense. Mm-hmm. This is a team, and we all agreed on this coming into the year, this was a team that was going to be an offensive machine. This was a team that was going to be dynamic and win games by scoring points. Yesterday the defense took advantage of a really poor opponent, but if this team's going to be really good and have a chance to win, the offense really has to carry it. And what you saw yesterday was a little discouraging in that respect. How badly do you think they're missing Deshaun? A lot. Uh, and it's become more evident now. I mean, you know, Alshon Jeffrey had his catches yesterday, but he averaged eight yards a catch. So they don't really have that deep ball threat. And I think we all saw in week one um, against the Redskins how important Deshaun is and how much he can impact the game. So, yeah, they want to get him back on the field. I don't know how close he is. I mean, they would love to have him for Minnesota. I don't know if he's going to be ready for that. But we know he's coming back at some point. But, yeah, I think when he comes back, it'll, it'll, definitely, it'll definitely help this offense because they, they brought him back for a reason. They need that vertical threat, and we saw what he could offer in week one. And, you know, when he comes back, I think a lot of these other problems will go away. But right now, right now it's kind of hit and miss on offense. And that, on a day that, you know, I felt bad in the postgame show because, you know, they win 31-6 to and everybody's happy and wants to celebrate. And I'm just sort of saying, well, yeah, it was a nice win, and it's good to be 3-2 and two, considering where you were a couple weeks ago. But you're going to have to play a lot better than this to survive this stretch of six games. Uh, Ray, switching to a couple of positives uh, again. Um... Brandon Graham, three sacks yesterday, career high. Uh, wh- what a interesting career Brandon Graham has had in Philadelphia. Ten years at this point. Uh, in the beginning, you were thinking first-round bust, especially with the way JPP and, and Earl Thomas were playing. And then he turned into a Super Bowl hero. And, you know, last year you think maybe his last year with the team, then he resigns. And he's been really good so far this year. What can we learn from a guy like Brandon Graham? Persistence. I think that that's that that to me is is the is really kind of the hallmark of his career is he's never allowed himself to get discouraged. Uh, you're right in, in saying the, his career did not get off to the best of starts. There were a lot of people that were writing him off, but he he all, he just fought through it. I mean, he's got a great attitude. Um, he's a guy that week in and week out gives you really good effort. Uh, it was. I know it was. It was. I, I, he was disappointed, and the coaches were disappointed uh, through four games here that he just didn't have. He didn't have a sack. He wasn't even getting a whole lot of pressure. Uh, well, yesterday, given the state of the the sad state of the Jets' offense and the really poor offensive line they had, he had his opportunity to break out, and and boy, he did. Uh, I mean, he had he had the three sacks, but he also had five quarterback hits. He had six tackles and two tackles for losses. I mean, it was it was a dominant performance, and what was. What was kind of interesting about it was it seemed like to me he played almost half the game at defensive tackle. I mean, he, they moved him inside. 
He, st- he played end. Obviously, he started the game at end. But you go back and you count how many snaps he played at defensive tackle and played them very well. Now, he's going to be facing a lot better offensive lines down the line than what he faced yesterday. But I think Jim Schwartz is, is, is coming around to the way of thinking that maybe the fact that they are so thin at defensive tackle, maybe one of the options that they might have might be to, to play a couple of these ends, meaning Graham and Josh Sweat, maybe try them inside. They both played inside yesterday, and they both looked really good. Ray, I know the postgame show was going on as, as this game was going on, but the Eagles are tied for first right now with the Cowboys because the Cowboys got off to just an awful start against the Packers, were down 31-3, to and ended up losing 34-24. Uh, how surprised were you that they were so ineffective against Green Bay? Surprised, um, because I thought after what I saw of the Packers against the Eagles, I mean, the, the Packers' run defense looked really vulnerable. I mean, the Eagles ran the ball on them very successfully in that game. And I kind of thought, well, okay, that's the blueprint now. And everybody that plays plays the Green Bay Packers are going to come out and they're going to run the ball, and especially the, especially the Cowboys, I mean, who have a really good offensive line and have Zeke Elliott back there. I mean, that was a team that was built perfectly to take advantage of Green Bay's greatest weakness. So, And the game was in Dallas. So, I mean, for, for me, uh, everything sort of pointed towards a Dallas win here. But, um, you know, they fell behind, and if you fall behind early and you fall behind big, as the Cowboys did, you know, that kind of gets you away from the running game, and you start having to throw the ball more, and things can kind of snowball on you. And that's what happened in this game. I didn't expect it because I really I really did think the Cowboys were going to be able to dominate on the ground against Green Bay, but it just didn't play out that way. But, okay, now, now you're in a situation where, you know, the Eagles, even after that really rough start this year, they find themselves even with the Cowboys at 3-2. and two. Now, it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge next Sunday because the Cowboys are playing the Jets, and I think we know what's going to happen in that game. So I think we can safely say the Cowboys are going to be 4-2 and two after the next game. The Eagles have to find a way to go to Minnesota and come home 4-2 and two just to keep pace. And, Ray, last one on the other end of the NFC East standings. Uh, breaking news this morning, Jay Gruden is out as Redskins head coach after an 0-5 start. I think that was inevitable. I think nobody is surprised that that happened. Uh there's this you have could have a laundry list here, right? What has gone wrong in Washington? Bad management, everything at the top. It starts with the owner Dan Snyder. I mean that they've, I mean he's owned that team for a long time now, uh, and uh, he's succeeded in running it right into the ground. And it's um, he's hired the wrong people, he's listened to the wrong people, and um, they've had some good players come through there, but they just don't have a real they don't have a real direction. And it it starts at the top, it really does, and you. I mean, you think about what a proud franchise that has been for a long time, a long, long time. Uh, the Redskins were year in and year out one of the best teams in football. And, uh, boy, that has certainly changed. And, you know, in a, in a league this year where, I mean, there are a lot of bad teams. I mean, we certainly saw one in Philadelphia yesterday. Um, the Redskins are right there. And uh, I never thought I'd say that. But if you, if you want to point the finger at any one person, it's the owner, Dan Snyder. Well, Ray, thank you for the time as always. Great insight as usual. Uh, Looking forward to our chat Friday to preview Eagles-Vikings. Well, I look forward to it too, David. Thanks, Ray. Take care. Hall of Famer Ray Dininger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.